This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Are you expecting something miraculous to happen at your church service this Sunday? Do you even ever see any of those miracles, signs, and wonders that happened every day in those Book of Acts churches? If we truly are the New Testament church that God intends us to be, the miraculous should be an everyday event. But nothing seems to be further from the truth. Despite the baptism of the Holy Spirit, God's word on the power of prayer and God's anointing on us and in us Today's churches are less powerful than ever. Pastor Ray boldly declares that in order for God to show the world who He is and that He will do exactly what He says He will do, the church needs miracles, signs, and wonders. As Pastor Ray teaches in this amazing eight-day series entitled, Where Are All Those Miracle Signs and Wonders? As never before, this is a time for a holy boldness and a hunger for the miraculous. So this guy was floating around and everybody was following him. He was prophesying over everybody, had all these, you know, words for everybody. Be careful, you know, following someone that always had to give you a word. Let me tell you what, what I'm teaching you from the Bible is this one thing, that we need to learn how to get our word from God. Not from a, a man. God works that way. I prophesy over people when I feel the unction to do so. But it shouldn't be news to you when somebody prophesies over you. You ought to already know that's confirmation. God has already spoken to me. And if it's not confirmation, take it and put it in the back burner somewhere or throw it in the garbage if it vexes your spirit. And this prophet was floating around. This is what the anointing does in your life. This is what he's talking about, that no one will deceive you. No one will mislead you. No one will misguide you. If you're going by the check of the spirit, check in your spirit. Because the anointing is in you. So this man's floating all over, prophesying all over these people, you know, saying all these things. And, and, um, and we were in a meeting one day and, and, you know, I always couldn't understand why every time he prophesied, you know, there was no conviction in any of the prophecy. He seemed like he was always telling people what they wanted to hear. True prophecy doesn't always tell you what you want to hear. Sometimes true prophecy is going to tell you what you don't want to hear because God's trying to confirm what he's already spoken to you that you're neglecting or you're straying away from or, or fighting. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So sometimes prophecy that comes to us has, has conviction with it. But if someone's always prophesying, making you feel good, so, oh, you're going to be blessed, oh, you're going to work in the gifts, oh, your gifts of healing, and blah, 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 blah. What about a word? You got to straighten your life out. Straighten up. Hallelujah. I couldn't understand this, but I, I just, but it was just a small thing, but this man was in a meeting and the meeting was coming to a close and the guy who, who had put the whole meeting together um, and it was, in a, it was in a rented facility, um, the, the owner or the manager of that facility went over to the man who was um, responsible for putting this meeting together and he said to him, we gotta shut this down. The help's gotta go home. It's nearly 11 o'clock. Of course, he was praying and prophesying this big prophet and the guy who put the meeting together was like, didn't know what to do. So he went over to the, to the, the man, man of God and he just got him over to the side in the midst of what he was doing. And he said to him, he said, you know, we have to close this down because the people, the owners of this 
um, place need to send their help home. It's 11 o'clock. And this is exactly what the, the, the prophet said. He said, I'm not a man under any authority. I heard those words and I was sitting right up front and I don't think many people heard it, but I heard the words, man, there was a check in my spirit. I said, there you go. There's the problem. There's a man who is not under authority and a person who's not under authority is a person that's out of order and a person who is dangerous and a person who is a lone ranger and someone who can lead people astray. I knew right then and there I had my answer. Something checked in my spirit told me to get away from that ministry, get away from that man. I don't know what happened to him. His ministry fell apart. I don't know where he is. He just kind of disappeared after a while when all the dust settled. But you see, you have to learn to obey those checks in your, Holy, in your spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that's speaking to you. So, so, and please understand when I talk about, when I say that you don't need a man to give you a word, but when, when a true man of God or a woman of God who has attested ministry and is solid, gives you a word and it bears witness with your spirit, receive it and enjoy it. But really the bottom line is that you have enough of the anointing in you to where you don't need anybody prophesying over your life. What you need to do is to hear from God directly. God, he says right here, he said, the anointing, verse 20, you have an anointing from the Holy One, you know all things. You should already have an idea what your future is and where you're going and what God wants to do and, and the direction that he's taking. You may not have all the pieces, but he gives you an overview. And then from time to time, he may send a word of prophecy your way through a proven, tested man or woman of God. Um, and that, that, that word is going to confirm what you already know in your spirit. You should already know it. One of the things that I learned about, about God is God never catches you by surprise. I have the anointing in me. So you're not going to come to me. People have done this. People have done this. Now, now let me just use this, this, um, this issue, and I know this is, this is a sensitive issue for some, but I, I want to I just, it's my personal issue, and th- this issue with, with marriage. Now, many of you know I'm not married, never been married, and I'm going to be very honest and very direct with you. I really feel and have felt my whole life that God has called me to be single. The level of ministry that I do and the way that I work and the way that I am as a human being, I believe warrants me to be being single. I need to be a single man unattached to anything and this is the way, this is the way it is. Now you, you'd be surprised how many people the course of my life, now I know this, God has spoken this to me. I have accepted it. I have received it in my life. I'm not lonely, I'm not frustrated. I'm very happy being a single man. Now I know that racks some of your brain. I know some of you here are like, oh, well, well, I can't help that. Take your issue up with God. Don't bring it up with me. This is my choice. Now, don't say, somebody say, well, does that mean that I'm going to be single? No, right there. If you want to be married, you'll be married. God's not going to make you do something you don't want to do. This was my choice. But I'd be, you'd be surprised how many people over the course of my ministry, over my life, come to prophesy, oh, and I see a woman. I don't think that, that checks me. It just doesn't work. Oh, God's got somebody. I see it in the spirit, Pastor Ray. God's spoken to my heart. And I'm like, you're a liar. You're a liar. Because that's not what God has spoken to my heart. So, so I mean, that's my issue, okay? That's not what God has spoken to me. So why is he telling you something that he hasn't told me, especially when it's that life-changing? Don't you think that he would at least get me ready for it before he tells you? He'd at least get me set up and get me prepared so that I'm like, whoa. I was like, no, that's not, that's just, 
that doesn't compute. Now, there, there, are, there are couples that I know that have decided not to have children. And, and to some who love children and have children, they can't believe. Like, well, why don't they want children? There's something wrong with them. They have decided because that, that's something between them and God. Their lives are devoted to each other or to the ministry or to some level of occupation that, where they just, they just don't want kids and there's nothing wrong with that. And you'd be surprised. People are, I'm going to prophesy over you that you're going to, you know, you're going to, your quiver is going to be full. So I don't want a quiver and I don't want it full. <laughs> and I've had people come back and say, Pastor, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. I mean, this is what God has spoken to our heart. Are we, are we in rebellion? Do we, you know, what's wrong with me? Come on. You know, and God may be speaking to you about something and someone comes and prophesies something that goes against what you know God has already spoken to your heart. Now, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to freak out? Are you going to say, oh, you know. No, what you're going to do is you're going to take it and you're going to say, thank you very much. Sometimes, you see, people will try to tell you something because it's in their mind, but if it doesn't bear witness with you, then you reject it or put it on the back burner for another day. Maybe there's, you know, maybe God will give you more light about it later on. But my feeling is that God will never tell you something, tell somebody else something about you before he speaks to you about it. Why? Because it's your life. Hallelujah. Is everybody all right with that? So, so the anointing that's in you is going to teach you all things. Now, with regard to the word, I got, I got thrust into this whole thing. I didn't go to Bible school. I didn't go to seminary. I went to knee college. I went to school on my knees with the book open because I knew that, see, I, I was in, in, the, in, the, in that church, the Assembly of God Church, for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, I found myself teaching the adult Bible study. Here I am. Everybody's older than me, a Christian longer than I am. And I'm thrust in front of 30 people, 40 people with the adult Bible study. Let me tell you what, talk about shaking in your boots. That was the most uncomfortable time in my life in the beginning. But I had enough fire and enough boldness in me at that time. So I'm going to do this thing. I don't care if I make a fool of myself. I'll just do it to the glory of God. And I guess I just, I just believed God enough to, that he was going to back me up and, and show himself through me. So I would, I'll tell you literally, I would, I would be a week in the Bible praying, studying, reading over and over and writing notes. And, and, and Saturday night, I'd start to get cramps in my stomach because I was like, oh my God, I got to stand in front. Of, and I would, I, I mean, because I didn't know how to pronounce Bible names. So I would open up, you know, I had this little, this little book of dictionary uh, of names and I'd open up the dictionary and I'd write down the names and I'd phonetically say them out, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar. And I'd put little hyphens and phonetics and, and I, I forced myself see, to, to just get into books. But the Holy Ghost was there breaking, op- re- breaking open revelation and understand. I would get, get to one thing and I'd say, whoa, okay, now I understand this. And then I, he'd take me back to the New Testament and he'd show me a verse that tied in with that verse. And, and I, would, I would get up in front of the, the, the congregation on that Sunday morning with a little trepidation, a little fear, but boldness in the Holy Ghost because I realized that there is an anointing in me. Amen. I had enough sense to understand there was an anointing in me. And I stood up before that congregation and all of a sudden I just opened up my mouth and it is amazing how God just met me right there and revelation would just break open even as I was teaching and preaching. I, w- I would get great, I sometimes taught myself more than I think I taught the people. Because as I was speaking, 
everything was coming together in my brain, in my spirit, in my, in my heart. It was all flowing and coming and I began to understand why. Because there is an anointing in you. That's why I say that you should never be afraid to stand up to talk about your faith, to talk about Jesus. If you're ever put in a situation to have to stand before people, some people, the, the biggest fear they have in life is standing before a group of people. They get into panic attack. They, 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 you know, they get all nervous. Don't rely on yourself. Rely on the anointing that's in you. He's going to teach you. He's going to show you. He's going to work through you. He is the teacher. All you are is the vessel. Amen. Just say, I'm the vessel. You have an anointing that's in you that's, that, that God wants, and he's going to teach you all things as you move along. How do you think I learned about ministry? I didn't know the first thing about ministry. Here, I'm thrust into this church. How do you think I learned all of this? Do you think I opened up a book doesn't teach you? I know guys that went to seminary, they can't, they can't fight their way out of a paper bag. Seminary doesn't make you or qualify you. As a matter of fact, we have a joke among the charismatics called going to the cemetery. You know, going to Bible school doesn't prepare you to be a preacher. It gives you some head knowledge, but that doesn't prepare you to be a minister in the kingdom of God. So here I am, I'm thrust into this thing. God calls me to do this work. I just stepped out in faith, had nothing. Had, I didn't have two nickels to rub together. When I left that church, they gave me $1,600 love offering and I took it and threw it right into the ministry. I had nothing, I just went on faith. I didn't even know what I was doing. I, nobody knew that I didn't know what I was doing, but I had no idea what I was doing. I'm being honest with you. I'm just going by faith with a little bit of knowledge that I had and the Holy Ghost because the anointing is in us and he teaches us all things and we know all things. We know how to maneuver our lives. We know the moves to make because it's the Holy Spirit that's directing us and guiding us when you totally rely on the Holy Spirit because the anointing is in you. Say the anointing is in me. And I would find myself in a precarious situation didn't know how I got there and didn't know how to get out of it. But I'd say, Holy Spirit, you're in me. The anointing is in me. I am anointed enough to figure this out and to get my way through this. And you'd be surprised. The Holy Spirit would give me divine wisdom on the things to say or the things to do or the action to take. I'm going to tell you what. To me, that's the way everybody ought to be living their life. You ought to be living your lives, praying your way through, seeking the Holy Spirit, uh, pressing in on, on the Holy Spirit. I call it knee college. I call it the school of the Holy Ghost because the anointing is in you. I've had lots of people throughout the years, you know, come to me and say, Pastor, I want to go to Bible school. Will you sign this document? And, and I just know in my spirit that it's a waste of time. I can't tell you how many forms I filled out for people who went to Bible school, went to Bible school and never did anything. They're still not serving God. They're still not. Now, I'm not saying Bible school is always a bad, you know, experience, but for the right person in the right setting, I think it'll, it would work. But generally speaking, if you have a hunger to serve God and you have a hunger to, to be used of God, then you've got to get on your knees. The Holy Ghost is in you. He's going to teach you all things. He's going to illuminate your understanding. He is going to show you all things. He's going to instruct you. He is the one who will give you uh, the information that you need to, 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 to you know, get into ministry or do whatever kind of ministry you want to do. Even in your profession, uh, the Holy Spirit will illuminate your understanding, give you the wisdom that you need to make the moves and to go in the direction you need to do, to stay away from the things you need to stay away from, to speak to the right people, to act the right way, to put yourself in the right position. The Holy Spirit will give you that because the anointing is in you and the anointing teaches you all things. 
It'll teach you about the word. It'll teach you about life. It'll teach you about finances. It'll teach you about good health. The Holy Spirit will teach you. Like right now, I'll be honest with you. Let let me just say this. This is something that we all deal with because the Holy Ghost deals with me on this. Right now, the Holy Spirit already is speaking to many of us about our health. And you already know by the divine wisdom of God what you need to do, but you haven't done it yet. Now, oh man, this is... Now when we end up getting sick, whose fault is it? Am I right? See, like the Holy Spirit's already speaking to me. I'm going to be really honest. Like I haven't been doing my exercises. I haven't been eating exactly the way I should be eating. I haven't been on my treadmill. I haven't been doing my weights. And I was doing it for a long time, pretty good, but, but I got away from it because you get busy. You know, I was having work done in my house and the house was upside down and the, my gym equipment was all broken apart because they were working in the basement and stuff was all dusty and pulled around. And I, but now every morning when I get up, it's like the Holy Spirit's right there saying, when are you going to get back on that treadmill? When are you going to start lifting those weights again? When, when are you going to start eating? Pro- you shouldn't be eating that. Why are you eating chocolate at 10 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I have to confess. I have to be honest. But I'm also convicted by it. Because it's the Holy Spirit checking me on the inside. Why? Because the anointing is in me. Is, is anybody getting anything out of this? The Holy Spirit is in me and he's checking me. We have to learn to obey that because he's trying to teach me something. If you want good health and long life, you just can't quote the scripture. You have to do the natural with the spiritual. You put the super with the natural and you have results. Can't just do the the super because we all want to just do the super, but you have to to do the natural, do the spiritual, and you have results. So I can confess the word, but if I'm not doing my part, my bad habits, God's not going to, I'm not going to override my bad habits with my faith. Uh, I'm preaching all over the world here tonight, but it's okay, amen? We need to hear it. But there's an anointing in us going to teach us all things. So we learned a couple things tonight. We learned that, first of all, the anointing is upon us, it's in us, and there's anointing that comes out of us. I didn't get to that part yet. We'll get to that next week about the anointing coming out of us. And we'll look, and I didn't even get through half of what I wanted to get through. Let me, can I just give you this one last thing? Because someone asked me a really good question last week, and I want to address it as we were leaving. They said, well, pastor, what about dreams? You know, God speaking to us. What about dreams? I've been having this recurring dream. Well, let me talk to you about dreams just for a minute or two, okay? Because then I've got a really good scripture that will help some of you and set you free. God does speak through dreams. And we see that. He spoke to Joseph in in dreams, Old Testament Joseph, New Testament Joseph, um, with Mary taking, told him to take Mary as his wife. It was okay. And then he told him to get out of, um, get away from Herod and, and go to Egypt. And then it was okay to go back to, so he spoke to, 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 in, through the, to, to Joseph in dreams. And we see other sightings in the New Testament where dreams, God did use dreams. But I really need to, to say this, that really the, the basic way that God will speak to our spirit is through the still small voice, that little check that you get. You hear something or you know something. It's that little, still, small voice that just doesn't ever go away. Now, dreams, because I've had people ask me this question many, many times. And um, dreams, basically, I want to give you this verse because I think you'll really, you'll get, you'll get blessed by this. Um, I don't put too much trust in dreams. Now, number one is God will never give you a terrifying, fearful dream. If it's terrifying, if it's fearful, if it brings fear to your heart, it is not of God. Say, it is not of God. That's not the way God works. Like, you're going to die. You're going to die. No, God's not going to work that way. As a matter of fact, if you're going to die, God's not even going to tell you. 
We all know we're going to die. All right? If it's going to cause you panic or fear or confusion, it is not of God. That's the realm of the enemy. That's how the enemy works. Is everybody with me? God doesn't work in the, in the realm of fear, anguish, confusion. All right? So, often much worrying and fretting and concern over issues brings bad dreams that confuse believers. And I've got a scripture for you. And uh, this was one of the things the Holy Ghost taught me because the question kept coming up. I was teaching similar and I kept seeking in the word, seeking in the word. Give me, give me a verse, give me a verse. And he gave me a verse. So this is the verse. It's Ecclesiastes chapter five and verse three. And the new King James says that for a dream comes through much activity and a fool's voice is known by his many words. But listen to this in some of the new modern languages because I think this is great. This is out of the English version, which is a paraphrase. Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse three. The more you worry, the more likely you are to have bad dreams. The NIV says, when cares are many, something like this, when cares are many, dreams come. So the realm of dreams, we have to be very, very careful. That's not the way God normally works or operates in our lives through dreams. Now, if you have a dream and you know it's a directive from God and it brings you peace and, and it gives you, you, know, gives you a, a good feeling, and, and, and you, well, then you accept it and you receive it. But 99.9% of the way, the way God speaks to his people is by the anointing that's in you, the Holy Spirit in you, guiding you, directing you, and leading you. You have the anointing. You don't need a dream. Joseph needed a dream because, you see, most of you know, he didn't have the anointing the way we have the anointing. God wasn't leading his people because Joseph, you have to remember, and I don't, wanna, I don't have too much time here, but when you're looking at Matthew, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're still looking at Old Testament, really. We call it the New Testament, and you have to understand what testament means. Testament means covenant. And Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, even though it's, it's all Jesus' words, we were still under the old covenant because Jesus had not yet died on the cross, shed his blood, that created the option or created the opportunity or created the new covenant, paid the price, signed it with his own blood. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is God's dealings with his people still in the Old Testament way. That's why the book of Acts comes right after the book of John, which is the birth of the church and the way God is now going to deal with his people. Now he gives you the anointing. He baptizes you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He, he, he gives you the anointing that is upon you, in you, and works through you. Whoo, glory to God. Can you see it? Somebody give the Lord a hallelujah and an amen. Now... We do see in the book of Acts that he did still use dreams one or two times. I believe that there is a sighting of a dream, but that's not the way God works. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. 
If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.